Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. Well, hi, everybody. What's going on? It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. Um, I almost forgot it was Thursday. <laughs> I seriously did. Um, not because I don't love you guys, but um, Bernie and his girlfriend and his girlfriend's family went out to dinner with us tonight. So um, it's not that I don't love you and I forgot about you. It was just I was having a very pleasant conversation with grown adults. How do you like that? Um. So, yeah, it's DIY night. I do not have a guest tonight. So, I will tell you now that the phone lines are open. The phone lines will be open for the entirety of this show. So, if you have questions, call me. Just saying. 347-308-8329. Make sure you press 1 when that really annoying British lady um, answers the phone. So, I know that you're there, and I know that you might like to talk to me, not that you're just hanging out on hold um, at Vapor's Place. We do have a lot of people that do call in and listen over the phones who absolutely think my show is a pain in the ass because I don't usually have the phones on. Um, and the reason I don't usually have the phones on is if I have a guest on, most of my guests are on via Skype, and for some reason, Microsoft and Blog Talk do not like each other, so... They will let you talk to Blog Talk, but you can't add anybody to the call, which is kind of a pain in the ass. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, what else? What else happened this week that I was going to tell you about? Um, oh, I know. I got new glass from Bedazzled. I did. Um, and here's the funny thing. Evidently, my glass from Bedazzled has been here for a week. And... I didn't know that it was here for a week. Um, I had thought that the post office lost my stuff. And so I do have to apologize for the evil thoughts that I had in my head over the U.S. Postal Service. Because it wasn't them. It was, I sent my kid down to get the mail and um, she left my package in her car. So I thought mean, evil thoughts about the United States Post Office for a week. And it wasn't even their fault. So I apologize. I got them. And they're absolutely beautiful. One is silver and gold and the other one is just a gold print. They're absolutely beautiful. And I got a new bottle um, that I immediately had to fill up with yum because, oh, there she is. Hi, Kathy. Yeah, hi. Yeah, nope, Kathy, I got him. Um, um, so, yeah, we have to cuss at my kid. But anyway, um, I uh, started a new vapor today. How about that? I did. I farmed out some of my gear um, and started a new vapor today. And it was really kind of cool because, you know, I made juice last week. 
and I started playing around with flavors and I had a really good time. I have to tell you, I took the marzipan recipe that I had been working on and um, I really like it the way I had it figured, but I thought, you know what? I wonder what a half a percent of cocoa will do to this mix. And I have to say, half a percent of cocoa added to that marzipan mix was pretty damn tasty. So when I had the new vapor here today, when I had the smoker here today that was asking about gear, I got to let him try four or five juices and find out what he liked and what he didn't like. So needless to say, he ended up leaving here with one of my eye sticks and a Nautilus tank and some of the marzipan mix. And yes, Margo, I am talking about the Flavor Art Cocoa. Uh, Flavor Art Cocoa is really by and far the best chocolate flavoring that I have found to date. I'm seriously thinking that I could make a hot cocoa vape with that and some of their marshmallow flavoring. Um, I am in a current love affair with flavor art flavorings um, because most of them are really, really good. And I only have to use a little bitty bit. I am one of them people that when I make juices, my juices tend to be over-the-top flavor. All of the e-liquids that I make tend to have over-the-top flavor in them. And that is because of one of the medications that I take for my RSD. It mutes my sense of taste. Um, and I really like flavor and I like lots of it. So that tends to mean that my recipes are pretty high-end on flavoring. Um, and one of the nicest things about flavor art is I only have to add 1% or 2 or 3%. Now, when I make a mix, I still might end up around 10% because, you know, you had 2% of this and 2% of that and, and, you know, a percent of this over here. Those tend to, to get up there, you know. and, and But 10 is pretty much as high as I've ever used any combination of flavor art flavorings in so I'm really liking that aspect um, I might be a little biased on my like of that now I will tell you their custard I like their custard and I am not a fan of custards I'm just saying I am not a fan of custard vapes at all. I have tried a lot of these custards out there that large amounts of people swear is the best vanilla custard on the market. And you know what it tastes like to me? Ugh, awful stuff. It's terrible. I just, I don't like it. They tend to be like heavy on the Bavarian cream aspect. And see, and I'm funny like that too, because Bavarian cream flavoring does not taste like the stuff inside a Bavarian cream donut. Okay? If it tasted like the stuff inside of a Bavarian cream donut, then I would like it. But it doesn't taste like that. So it's not Bavarian cream to me. I have had people send me stuff that I have said to them, oh my God, what's in this? And 
and I didn't say, oh my God, what's in this in a, in a nice way. I said, oh my God, what's in this? Like, why did you make me vape this shit? And they start listing things off and sure as shit, there is Bavarian cream in this recipe. And I'm like, that's why that's all I can taste. And they come back with, well, it's only got a couple of percent in there. I don't give a shit. If it has got Bavarian cream in it, Bavarian cream flavoring, that's all I can taste. It it seriously overdoes that terribly. It's my palate. I can just pick up that Bavarian cream more than I can anything else. And it overrides everything, and I don't like that. So I was beginning to think that I was the only vapor on the fucking planet that didn't like these custards. And then I got, and everybody knows, I got the entire Flavor Art Library. All of them. I got one of everything. Except for the brand new ones. And I do have to get some of that. Um, but I have, I have all of them. And I thought, well, you know, I have to at least try these things to make sure that I don't like them before I just say I don't like them. I will tell you that um, I like their custard. I really do like it. I've got 2% of this custard in that marzipan mix. And it's really, really yummy to me. So, you know, I guess it's not all custards that I dislike. I guess maybe I can just say I don't like most of the custards that are mass marketed. I, I really just don't care for them. So I was rather happy when I tried the flavor art custard and it tasted like a nice vanilla custard to me. That to me was what they're supposed to taste like. I will tell you that after even trying flavor arts, that remember how many times I've said I can't vape coconut? I just don't like it. That's still confirmed. I still don't like coconut. And I can tell you that TFA's coconut tastes like coconut and I don't like it. I can tell you that flavor arts taste like coconut and I don't like it. <laughs> so, I mean, there are coconut flavorings out there that taste just like coconut. I don't like them. I like coconut, just not a vape. And yes, um, the the flavor art custard does have a little hint of lemon to it. But JK, I will tell you that when you mix it with some marzipan and some honey, that it just tastes really yummy. And when you add a half a percent of cocoa to it, it's just like really fucking good. It's yummy. Um, I have had an absolute blast playing with this flavor line. And I have tried things that I never thought I would try. Um, the lemon cookie recipe, uh, flavor art's going to put that recipe out for people. Um, because I did get the lemon cookie where I wanted it to be. And... Um, and it's really funny because I had shared the recipe 
in um, with a group of friends of mine, and I had given the recipe to a friend to try it out because I said, look, I said, you know, I've shared this recipe with a couple of people and had them try it, and I said, and everybody's told me it's pretty good. I said, but I don't know if they're just telling me that because they're my friends and they like me or whether it's because they really think it's good. And I said, and you will tell me it fucking sucks if you think it sucks. So I gave it to Jacatro and Jacatro, she said, Jasmine, really, Jeannie, Jasmine? And I said, yes, but I'm, I'm not kidding you. It's, it's only a drop per 10 mil. That's all you put in there is a drop per 10 mil. And she made it up without the jasmine in there, and she tried it. And then she put the jasmine in there, and she said, oh, yeah, I see what that does. I am not even the least bit bullshitting you when I tell you that one drop of jasmine per 10 mil of e-liquid that you make, that jasmine will completely make that lemon taste totally different and yummy it's still good the lemon sicily is probably one of my favorite flavor art flavorings i absolutely adore lemon sicily um and if i had to pick my absolute all-time flavor art flavoring i got to tell you that it's white peach white peach is has to be hands down the best flavoring that flavor art has and I say that because it's the one that, you know, I need by the drumful. I absolutely adore their white peach. So, but playing around with this entire flavor line has been really fun for me because it's been a long time since I had to get to know flavors again. I've been mixing with TFA for so long. I mean, it has been years since I sat down and mixed up a whole shit ton of flavors all by themselves just to try them out. And it's still fun to do. So that I guess that has been my biggest joy with having this flavor line is learning these flavorings all over again um we get people into diy constantly that they walk in i'm buying a diy kit i need a recipe for this what do i need to buy and there's nothing wrong with that there is absolutely nothing wrong with somebody getting into diy because there is a juice that they want to make a single e-liquid that they want to copy or whatever I have a tendency of not helping people create clones of something else. I prefer to teach somebody how to DIY. And part of the fun in learning how to DIY is learning flavorings. And it really is. There are people that don't have the time or patience for that. I am just really damn glad that I am not one of those people that doesn't have the patience for that. If you don't have patience, um, DIY is probably going to teach you how to be a patient person. Otherwise, you're going to get pissed off and just order vendor juice. Really, you will. 
<laughs> I'm not even kidding. Um, oh, I had an article I wanted to read you too. Da, 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 that my buddy Lou Ritter. And yes, Lou Ritter, Red Rock Hiker, uh, Mr. Amza. But Lou published this. Lou put the link up for this. And I wanted to read it to you guys because it's, it's a really cool article. Um, and by the way, this article was published in the Society um, of the Study of Addiction. So this was published in the SSA. Most smokers switching to e-cigarettes or e-cigs do so to reduce the risk smoking poses to their health. E-cigs do not yet match cigarettes in providing smokers smoothly and easily with what they want. And so the switch requires some effort and adjustment. Many smokers are trying e-cigs, but would abandon them and return to smoking quickly if told that e-cigarettes are, in fact, no safer than cigarettes. A few weeks ago, the media worldwide informed smokers that far from being safer than smoking, e-cigs deliver up to 10 times more carcinogens than cigarettes. This big headline came in two waves. First, the first wave followed a press release from Japan in November of 2014. A Japanese researcher announced that during tests on a number of e-cig models, one product released 10 times more formaldehyde than cigarettes. The study has not yet been published, so no further details are available. However, the press release mentioned specifically that the formaldehyde was released when the e-liquid was overheated. In January of 2015, a similar report was published as a research letter to the New England Journal of Medicine. In this study, only negligible levels of formaldehyde were released at lower ESIG settings, similar to those found in previous studies. However, when a third-generation ESIG, an ESIG with variable power settings, was set to the maximum power and long puff duration, this generated formaldehyde. That, if inhaled in this way, throughout the day, would exceed between 5 and 15 times the formaldehyde levels of that smokers obtain from cigarettes. Commentators pointed out that given the product specifications, it is likely that the New England Journal of Medicine study was measuring chemicals formed by the thermal degradation during so-called dry puffs. This poses no danger to either experienced or novice vapors because dry puffs are an, an averse and are avoided rather than inhaled in repeated long drags. The elegant study by Dr. Farsalinos and colleagues has now documented that this was indeed the case. The alarm waves with the potential to trigger relapse to smoking in millions of e-cig users, were generated by subjecting the e-cig apparatus to conditions which human smokers do not use. Now, this is the good part. Most toasters have a setting which burns the toast to a crisp. The function of this setting presents one of the deeper mysteries of life. But it is there... And you can burn your toast if you want to. Although burned toast contains carcinogen, it is highly unlikely that the New England Journal of Medicine would publish a paper demonstrating this and warning people that toast are carcinogenic. 
This raises an intriguing question of how such studies get to see the light of day and receive so much attention. E-cigs are a disruptive technology which threatens sales of conventional tobacco products and the sales of stop-smoking medications, as well as some of the established beliefs and positions in tobacco control. There seems to be a substantial appetite for news of e-cig dangers. Studies which can be interpreted in this way seem to have an easy progress to publication in prestigious medical journals, even if they contain obvious flaws. Journals tend to publish press releases which further exaggerate the findings. And some public health officials with anti-e-cig sentiments use such reports to warn smokers not to use e-cigs. A large proportion of the scientific literature report results that are later disproved and shown to be simply accurate measures of the prevailing bias. Science eventually corrects itself. In this area, however, by the time a correction comes along, shabby research interpretation and irresponsible press releases can generate real damage to the health of people thus misinformed. All credit to Dr. Forcellinos for generating this scientific correction with such a breathtaking speed, and to Addiction for peer-reviewing and publishing this important information so quickly. There is good news here. The recent scares without substance and the general verdict that e-cigs are at least 95% safer than smoking remain solid. Smokers who cannot or do not want to stop smoking, have a much safer alternative available. Media may prefer scare stories, but here is a piece of good news definitely worth covering. So how about that? Since it appears you're calling back into a live show, we are reconnecting you now. Well, I don't know what that was. My Skype must have went Skype fail. Oh, it cut me. Everything cut me off. My internet must have went out. Holy shit, where was I? I was reading. I couldn't see you. So now I, need, I don't even know where I was. You guys have to tell me, where was I in the story? <laughs> Oh, we were at toast. Okay. So, you want me to start back again with the toast? I'll start back again with the toast. Sorry. It says, most toasters have a setting which burns the toast to a crisp. The function of this setting presents one of the deeper mysteries of life, but it is there, and you can burn your toast to a crisp if you want to. Although burned toast contains carcinogens, it is highly unlikely that the New England Journal of Medicine would publish a paper demonstrating this and warning people that toasts are carcinogenic. This raises the intriguing question of how such studies get to see the light of day and receive so much attention. E-cigs are a disruptive technology which threatens the sales of conventional tobacco products and the sales of stat smoking medications, as well as some of the established beliefs and positions in tobacco control. There seems to be a substantial appetite for news of e-cig dangers, such studies which can be interpreted in this way, seem to have an easy 
progress to publication in prestigious medical journals, even if they contain obvious flaws. Journals tend to publish press releases which further exaggerate the findings, and some public health officials, with the anti-e-cig sentiments, use such reports to warn smokers not to use e-cigs. A large portion of the scientific literature reports result that are later disproved and shown to be simply accurate measures of the prevailing bias. Science eventually corrects itself. In this area, however, by the time the correction comes along, shabby research interpretation and irresponsible press releases can generate real damage to the health of people thus misinformed. All credit to Dr. Farsalinos for generating this scientific correction with such breathtaking speed and to addiction for peer-reviewing and publishing this important information so quickly. There is good news here. The recent scares were without substance, and the general verdict that e-cigs are at least 95% safer than smoking remains solid. Smokers who cannot or do not want to stop smoking have a much safer alternative available. Media may prefer scary stories, but here is a good piece of news definitely worth covering. So how about that? And I have no idea why my internet's going in, out, but there's that. Um, I guess if Skype hangs up on me again, I should, you know, really be looking at chat and paying attention. Just saying. Um, yeah, ask, ask Stanley Glantz. That is still epically funny. Um, I I have to note that when I listened to the hearing in California and Sacramento, that I I see that politicians are realizing that Stanton Glantz has a black eye in the world. That he has been proven, it has been pointed out repeatedly that Stanton Glantz says a lot of shit that just ain't true. And that was painfully apparent in this hearing in California because had this been six months ago, anybody that was trying to pass a bill that was anti-ESIG in the state of California would have had the mechanic up there as a you know lead researcher for tobacco control. Um, even Leno realized um, that it probably wasn't a good idea. I had to really pay attention because there was only one time that Leno referred to Stanton Glantz, and when he did so, he called him Stanton. Or no, not Stanton. He called him Stan Lee. Um, and you know, when he called him Stanley Glantz, all I could think of was seeing Professor Glantz, Mr. Honorary Doctorate, um, dressed up as Stanley the Viking. Now, I don't know if you know, all of you know who Stanley the Viking is. But if you don't know who Stanley the Viking is, I highly recommend you go to YouTube and you search for Stanley the Viking on YouTube. Because Stanley the Viking is just fucking awesome. Really, he is. Except when he's blowing up his mother's house. Yeah, that that wasn't so awesome. But other than that, you know, Stanley's pretty Damn, awesome. For more vapor.
Yes, have to wrap more coils for more vapor. Um, Stanley needs to make a glance video. Well, you know what, Margo? Um, we should tell his unpaid producer. Uh, Upstomp is Stanley the Viking's producer. So I think if we, you know, let Upstomp know that it, all the girls would like to see Stanley make a, a Stanton Glantz spoof video, Stanley would probably do it because Stanley likes girls. He likes Viking girls. So I guess that wouldn't apply to me. Probably wouldn't apply to you either. But we can try it anyway. We might be able to get there. Margo, I see you mentioned earlier in chat about Flavor Arts apple flavorings. And and I have to tell you that I am quite enjoying those too. Um, I think of all the stuff that I've tried that I had never tried before. I, I still think that the marzipan um, is probably on the top of the leaderboard for new flavors for me. And... Not that I was a huge marzipan person before either. Because, I mean, if I was eating chocolate, chocolate needed to have caramel and nuts. So, you know, I was never a fan of the, the cream fillings. But, yeah, I I have decided that I need to uh, revisit the marzipan chocolates in the chocolate box um, to, to see what I've been missing all of this time, really. And uh, Joe, uh, Joe in chat that is saying that you love caramels, it's caramel is yum. Um, you really, if you have not tried Flavor Art caramel, you should because it's really good. Really, really good. Um, and you know, in TFA, I'm here to tell you, uh, I will never not use TFA flavors. Um, I have a lot of TFA stuff that, that I absolutely couldn't live without. And I have told people this on numerous occasions. If I had to pick one flavor from TFA that I could never be without, what would it be? Uh, mine would be vanilla swirl. I really, really like vanilla swirl. TFA Vanilla Swirl is a backbone in a lot of the recipes that I make. Because it's yummy. Uh, Kimmer does carry some flavor art. Um, she doesn't have the entire line though. Uh, but Kimmer, One Stop does have flavor art. Not all of them, but she's got a bunch of them. I am hoping that she will be carrying more of them soon. Then, you know, I can stop bugging the shit out of Niagara and and DJ Vapes to get more flavors when I run out of whatever it is that I happen to be playing with.
Yeah, 30 mil bottles. Um, and and here's the thing. Um, and I'm bad about this. I don't say anything about it most of the time, but I guess I'm going to out myself here. Everybody knows I use Wizard Labs for my nicotine. I've always been a fan of Wizard's Nick, and I continue to purchase all of my Nick from Wizard Labs. Now, I am not a fan of the way they sell flavoring. Um, And every time somebody posts that they just got a bunch of flavors in from Wizard Labs, the first thought to go through my mind is, what the fuck are you going to do with them little itty-bitty things? I have never understood those little itty-bitty bottles of flavoring. I, I really, I never have. I guess maybe it's because when I make e-liquid, I tend to make a minimum of 120 mil at a time. I mean, and some of the flavors that I make, I make batches that are like 400 and, four and 500 mil of juice. Now, for a vendor, that doesn't seem like very much. Because most vendors, when vendors are making juices, they make a whole shit ton. Like a metric shit ton. Well, we're DIYers. Okay? So, we don't tend to make a metric shit ton. Well, I do, but I'm not the average DIYer either. But yeah, I have never understood them little itty bitty bottles of flavoring. I'm like, well, shit, the bottle weighs more than a flavoring does. And this is just kind of silly. So, I never, I've never understood those little bitty bottles. Even when I get a bottle of flavoring from Kimmer to sample it out, it's it's a 30 mil bottle. You know, I I just, how am I supposed to play with a flavoring and find out where I like it and then figure out where it's going to go on a recipe if I've only got them little bitty glass vials? I can't. That would just make me crazy. So, yeah. So there. I said something that was not wonderful about Wizard Labs, which never happens because there you have it. I'm a major fan of their, their Nick. Um, but yeah, the, those little bitty flavoring bottles never made sense to me. It's kind of like um, Kimmer has the little 6 mil bottles of some stuff. Why would I order that? Seriously, why would I order that? I wouldn't. Surely because there's not enough of it in there to play with it and decide whether I like it or not. So, as it is, if um, if I don't like it, I give it away. And I was I was writing an article the other day, and uh, and I and I put in there about how long we were talking about storage of flavors and how long flavors keep and and all of this stuff and it's kind of funny because you know I usually write a date and a month on the bottom of the bottle for when I got it so I don't think I've ever thrown away a bottle of flavoring that I liked. Now, I have thrown away some flavorings that I didn't like. And those got tossed because of the date on the bottom of them. 
so, you know, I really don't have room to keep a bunch of flavoring that I don't like. And why would I take up valuable real estate in my mixing cupboard with a flavoring that I don't like? I mean, if I don't like it, get rid of it and find a new flavoring to try that I might really like. So when I look at the amount of space that a bottle of flavoring takes up that I'm not in love with, and think about the fact that there could be something sitting there that I actually like, it doesn't break my heart to get rid of the shit I don't like. Having something just to say you have it is just dumb. Oh, and, and JK, you pointed out a good thing. You're right. Um, people who aren't sure if they want to DIY will buy those wizard bottles to try it out. You know what? That's probably a true statement. You're right. I should back that up. So they're really handy for people that are just getting into DIY and want to try it out to see if they like it. Um, that's a good idea. But I guess it's been so long since I've been a since I've been a new mixer that I've forgotten what that's like. Oh, somebody's on hold. Um, you know what? But they didn't press one, so maybe they don't want to talk to me. I think maybe they're just hanging out on hold. Um, Margo, there is such a thing as too many flavors. Just saying. Hi, six six one, who's this? Hello, my name's Stanley <gasps> the Viking. Hello, Stanley. Hello. How are you? I'm okay, how are you? We were talking about you, Stanley. I heard something PM'd me on the Facebook. On, on the Book of Faces? Yes, yes, yes. Well, us girls were talking. And and we thought that it would be really, really cool if if you did a video... Um, Pretending to be to be Stanton Glance. How would I do that? Well, you will, you will have to get. He doesn't wear a helmet. Well, no, he doesn't wear a helmet, but it would make him look a whole lot better. Maybe. I'll 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 see what I can do. Because I mean, you know, he's kind of a he's kind of a jerk, you know. Oh, he's 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 worse than the vapor terrorists. Yes, he is definitely worse than the vapor terrorists. I think they're working together. Well, they might be working together. I don't know. I think you know what? I never really thought about that because that might be really true. Maybe that's why he hates us so much. Because he doesn't like us, you know. He he talks bad about us all the time. Is this your ID show? Yes, it is. Oh, it is? Okay. Teach me how to make juice. Upstomp won't teach me. Upstomp won't teach you how to make e-liquid? That's not very nice. Upstomp. Won't teach me. He's, he's afraid I'm going to take over the world. He's afraid you're going to take over the world? Uh-huh. 
Oh. Well, you wouldn't really take over the world, would you? I, I might try. Oh, okay. Well, you know, there's that. Well, I know it's all the Californians just crying. That <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. I I will I will give you that. That there no truer statement has ever been made. Um well, Stanley, you know, That's sweet. um you're you're going to need to have nicotine and I and, have nicotine. Okay, do you have, and you're going to need to have PG and VG and flavorings and something to measure with. I can't even spell PG or VG. Oh. Oh, wait, it's dead. Yeah. Well, you know, um, now, do do you know, have something to measure with? I have a tape measure. Well, you know, you're going to need have, to have something to measure liquids with. You're going to need some, either some graduated cylinders, you're going to need some syringes, you're going to need some pipettes or a pipette pump. All of my cylinders dropped out in high school. Okay. Well, you're going to have to get some. Because you can't just pour stuff in, in, in a bottle and eyeball it. Isn't that what... Five pounds does. <laughs> I I I don't think so. No, no. I I I really hope not. <laughs> well, I heard they they just pour stuff into barrels and then just roll it around for a while and then pour it. <laughs> Stick them in toilet paper holders and sell them to people. <laughs> oh, um, I don't That's know. That's what you do. I, I, I highly recommend that you you don't ever put your e-liquid inside of an oak barrel. Okay. Um, that, that I really don't think that um, that's a good idea. No. Okay, I'll tell Epstein. I'm pretty sure he's up to some shenanigans. Well, yeah, he um, he he does he does have um. Oh shit! What's the name of that? What's the um? Oh shit! I'm laughing. I can't even think. They talk deep breaths. Deep breaths. Deep try, try a side try a side list it helps you think <laughs> okay you have to stop making me laugh Stanley you really do um Upstomp does have have a um a reserved type e-liquid now Oh, he has a rhetoric. Yes, it's, it's aged. It's, it, the flavoring is aged for six months in undescript plastic bottles. There you go. Yes. Oh. 
and it's only $10 a mil. Well, see, there you go. So, um, did you go to the New England Vapors party, Stanley? I think so. Um, there was a lot of booze. I, I, I don't remember how long I stayed. There was a lot. But I think it was, the pictures looked fun. I had to pay a lot of money to keep those off the internet. <laughs> I, um, I did see a video, um, of you and a band a while ago. Have I mm. talked to you since then? Oh, you're talking about the YouTube videos of, of my songs? No, 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 no. I saw a video, video of you singing with a band. Oh, yes. Trump's brother has a band and invited me up to sing with them. Um, I have to tell you, Stanley, I don't think the the guy playing guitar was very happy with you touching his chest area. Yes, yes. He, he uh he frowned upon that. Um, but he was the bass player, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, Stanley, if you were going to make an e-liquid, what flavor would you like? Oh, oh that's a good question. Um, it would be a cereal yogurt custard. Because that's what everybody likes. Oh, my God. Stanley, I have to tell you, you know, I, I think you're one of the coolest people I know, but that sounds absolutely disgusting. It doesn't matter as long as it has, has colorful labels and all the cool kids base it, then everybody will love it. Well, that's probably why I'm not one of the cool kids, huh? No, we're not the cool kids. Not yet. We will, we will inherit the earth. Why is it that we will inherit the earth? Because we're meek. Oh, no, Stanley. Meek is not something anybody would ever call me. Really. Okay. Oh, you're, you're, the, you're the meek bitch of the internet, right? Kind of, sort of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. kind of, sort of. You weren't that mean to me, though, at BCCNE. Well, no, that's because you're like cool people. You're fun to hang out with. I'm okay. I'm scared of I'm scared of from pinkies. Well, well, you know that might not necessarily be a bad idea, though. So now. So pick a different flavor. A different flavor? Yeah, something that uh, people would actually like. Something that people would actually... You don't think they'd like the, the cereal yogurt? Food? Well, all them cool kids would, but I don't. So I'm going to make you pick you something else. About uh, root beer and pepperoni. You know, friends don't let friends vape savory. No, but there's root beer. I know, but then you said pepperoni. I love pepperoni. Don't you like pepperoni? I love pepperoni. Not in a vape, though. Mm. Not in a vape. 
I I had to vape a a dill pickle. Oh no, I'm sorry, a garlic dill pickle chip vape once. Was it crunchy? No. 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 There's not there's not enough ice to pull. It it wasn't good though either. It was really really awful. Not enough dice. No, definitely not enough diacetyl in that one. I I would think that copious amounts of diacetyl might have made that one better. Because I really don't think it could have made it worse. But then Dr. Farsalinos would release the hounds. That that is true. Yes, Dr. Farsalinos really really dislikes anything with diacetyl in it. That's true. Yes. But he's a scientist, and it's it's his job to, you know, be scientisty. Yes. But he wouldn't buy my juice anyway. Mm, n- well. Okay. Do a little beer pepperoni and say right on the label, not for Dr. Farsolino. Oh, well, that's true. But, you know, oftentimes when you tell people that they can't have something or they shouldn't have it, that just means it make a, makes them want them more. Okay, nobody can have root beer or pepperoni. <laughs> Nobody's, allowed have Nobody's allowed to have it? You'll be sold out of that shit in a day. That's right. Actually, I'm already sold out. Look at that. Ta-da! See how fast that works? Yep. Because the cloud chasers, they vape like 500 mils a day. They're crazy with that stuff. Well, and, you know, that's that's why a lot of companies really like catering to the sub-ohm portion of the marketplace is because yes. they go through a lot of e-liquid. That's right. Now, I did get, I did get a message from one of my listeners on Facebook couple of weeks ago because I said that you know the reason everybody was catering to subbone vaping was because subbone vapors go through so much e-liquid and I did have somebody that um, is a cloud chaser for the most part send me a message just to let me know that they only go through 6 ml of juice in a day and to anybody out there whether they're a subbone vapor or not that only goes through 6 ml of liquid a day I am really really happy for them that doesn't happen here. I go through more than that. No, I think I, I, I only out when I'm on the Uber. Stanley, are you driving in your car? No, I hear that. I hear that once. You can call me back on Skype. I cannot call you, I cannot call you back on Skype, Stanley, because I've got the phones phone lines active, and when I have the phone lines active, Skype won't let me add anybody to the call. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if this is me. I'm calling you from my Skype. Call you back. I won't. Okay. Okay. Well, folks, that was Stanley the Viking. (laughs) 
Well, Stanley's pretty awesome, though. Um, Stanley is lots of fun. Um, Stanley does cause me pain because Stanley makes me laugh and it makes my ribs hurt. Um, but yeah, Stanley is pretty epic. Um, now I have two more calls in, in the phone lines. Um, let me see if they want to be part of this show, if they're just hiding out on the phone lines listening. Hi, 914, who's this? Apparently hanging out. It's Darth Vader. Yes, that's who that was. Now let's see who this other one is. Hi, 206. Are you just hanging out on the phone lines or did you want to talk to me? I was hanging out, but I'd love to talk to you. Hi, who's this? This is Jason. Hi, Jason. How are you? Good. How are you? You you were much better when I was letting you just hang out listening over the phone, weren't you? No, I'm good. I'm actually uh, just mixing right now. What are you mixing? I'm trying to make a grapefruit sherbet flavor. Grapefruit? Yeah. You know, that I'm is... using that, hip, that hypno uh, from PSA. Uh-huh. So, it should be pretty good, I think. You know, I have that is one flavoring that I have not played with, is grapefruit. It smells... Well... It smells more like um, a grapefruit liqueur is how they explain it, but it's pretty decent, though. Huh. I might have to mess yeah, with not, that. Yeah, not bad. You know, I did want to ask you this. I have been having a hell of a time trying to find Flavor Art Joy. Okay. What is going on with that? Um, which one? Joy by Flavor Art. Um... Where all have you looked? Have you looked at Bull City? I have looked at Bull City, Eastic Express, RTS Vapes, My Freedom Smokes, pretty much everywhere I, that I know to look. I don't know, but you know what? Um, are you on the Book of Faces? I am. Okay. Um, send me a message on Facebook and remind me, and I will tag Niagara, and I will ask Niagara what is up with that. But you know what? Okay, perfect. Do, do you have my email address? Uh, is it listed on the website? Um, it should be. But if not, send okay. me a message on Facebook and I'll get you my email address because it's just genievapes at gmail. But if you sure. will send me an email um, and, and uh, shoot me off an email and tell okay. me that, you, that I talked to you on the DIY show. Because okay. One Stop DIY Shop sponsors this DIY show for me every single month. And Kimmer gives me store credit at One Stop to give away to people that call in and ask questions. And guess what? You called in and asked a question. Hey, I like it. So we will get you some store credit at One Stop that you can use to buy whatever flavorings you want off of her website. Perfect, yeah. That sounds great. I haven't bought from there before, but I've looked at some of her premix flavors. They look pretty good. Oh, if you get her premix flavors, make sure, make sure you get the Arnold Palmer. Okay. It's like half lemonade, half iced tea. What uh, what percent do you mix that for that? Ten percent. 
Okay. 10% and I mix it up right straight out of the bottle and that's all I put in it is 10% Arnold Palmer and and shake it and vape it. I absolutely love it. Um, I don't do Max VG. Everything I make is 50-50. Gotcha. I'm kind of middle of the road on that one. And the other one you really need to try. I try to do 70-30. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. um, Is the Lucky Shot. Lucky Shot, I am... Okay, what's that? What's the flavor? It's like graham cracker and vanilla and caramel. It is super yummy. Um, I make a really awesome key lime pie with that one. Really? That yes. sounds good. Yes, it is really good. You use the lime tahiti from uh, Flavor, Flavor Art for that one, the one that yep. smells like a popsicle? Yes, sir. That's exactly what okay, I put Okay, that in sounds there. good. And then I Wait, put a little I bit of flavor. more questions? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You, no, no, you can ask me anything you want. No, no, no that's go good. Ahead, finish, a, little bit of, a little bit of their marshmallow or their meringue. Um, Flavor Arts Meringue okay. is is phenomenal stuff. I love it. Yeah. I started with TFA and Capella's, a little bit of Flavor West uh, for their lemonade, and then I bought a few um, uh, Flavor Art flavors, and I started noticing how much less I had to put in and how much better they tasted. Yes. And um, how my coils lasted longer. Your coils are lasting longer because you get I don't know if that's just in my mind. No, it's not in your mind. Uh, yeah. It's it's really not in your mind. Um, there was somebody that posted a recipe in fucking vaping the other day, and they're like, "This sounded good in my head." And I looked down, and they've got like three percent of this flavor art, and three percent of this flavor art, and five percent flavor West something, and one percent flavor art. And I'm like, you know, those those flavor arts, you need to just dump yeah. those percentages. Um, Overkill. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm using like a percent, percent and a half. There's only one on flavoring the, from Flavor Art flavors. that I've actually gone high with, and that is the Soho. Soho, I'm using at 10%, uh, but it is the only the only one so far that I have played with that I needed to have at that number. Everything else oh, is okay. really low percentage. Is that a tobacco? It's kind of like a dessert tobacco that doesn't really taste like a tobacco. And I took that at 10% and I added 1% of the mandarin orange and 1% of their regular orange. And believe it or not, it turned out to be a really, really nice vape. I, I like it a lot. I'll have to pick some of that up. I've got mandarin and orange, so. Yeah, but that Soho is is. Probably the, the maybe I'm saying it's the best tobacco flavor I've ever tasted because it doesn't taste like a tobacco. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, I was going to ask you just two more que- or one more question, kind of two-parter. Mm-hmm. For, um, for mixing, Are you, do you use a scale? No. Or do you use, um, you do everything with syringe? No. Drops? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I never mix with wraps, ever. I really wish, um, and see, and I brag up E-Juice Me Up because I really like that calculator. The only complaint mm-hmm. that I have about the E-Juice Me Up calculator is it has that place for, for drops. I really wish that they would get rid of that because there are very few things that I add by the drop to my e-liquids. And the only things those are, are culotta. In AP. Fake wizard. 
acetylpyrazine. Those those are the only things that I really do by the drops. And because with those, well, and like jasmine, you know, when I put jasmine into that lemon shortbread cookie vape, um, it's almost it, it. You almost get a little bit of a of a ginger snap flavor with this. Oh. Um, but where can one find this recipe? Um, well, Flavor Art's going to publish it, actually. Um, I created oh, okay. it. Yeah, I, I created it. The entire recipe is all Flavor Art flavorings. So Flavor Art's going to post the recipes that I make that are just all Flavor Art flavorings. Um, but like jasmine, when you, I put one drop of jasmine per 10 mil into this lemon cookie recipe, and it, and it really makes it be what it's supposed to be. Um, it's, it's really yummy, but for the most part, I don't count drops ever. And I, and I tell people, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, I buy, I started out that way and, uh, failed miserably. And, uh, I got some blood tip needles and some syringes and now everything tastes great. Yep. I use, now I buy the, on Amazon and, and I'm an Amazon junkie, by the way, in case you didn't know that. Um, my Amazon Prime membership is is the one thing I cannot live without. Um, I I get they have one mil syringes on Amazon, and I get like a box of a hundred of them for less than seven dollars. Yeah, less than seven bucks. So if I don't feel like washing them, guess what? I just throw them away. Yeah, you know it. It's seven cents a piece. What do I give a shit? Um, right, throw them away. But I have pipette pumps here, and I have syringes here, and I have graduated cylinders here. I really like my graduated cylinders, especially because of the sizes of the batches that I usually make. If I'm making 400 mil of a, of a recipe, using my graduated cylinders is the best thing since sliced bread. Okay. I'll have um, to pick some of those up. Yeah, I hadn't... Uh... I yeah. hadn't thought about that. Yeah, and here is why I don't care to learn about mixing by weight. Um, and, and I'm not bad-mouthing anybody that does mix by weight. I'm just saying there are a lot of variables involved in this that people don't take into account. Okay? The, the relative weight of VG, for example, can change a lot. Because... Really? Because... It's hydroscopic, meaning it draws water to it. Oh, yes. So. Sorry, I have my two-year-old here with me. Nope, that, hey, I'm a grandma. You won't ever hear me complain about hearing children, ever. Not ever. Okay. Um, You know, and so it really depends. And, And what a batch of flavoring weighs can really vary also because say they got one of their bases in and it contained more water this time than it did last time so the flavoring company is testing these compounds at the end okay and on their screen it has to have so much this so much that so much that well, if one of those numbers is low, they go back to the lab and say, okay, well, it's got to have this add, this much has to be added to it. So it can change. And measuring 
flavoring by weight, you cannot just say that 3% of a TFA flavor weighs this much. Because from one flavoring to the next can vary. From one batch to the next, it can vary. The humidity that happened to be around then can vary. That can vary. So this is why I have never decided that I'm going to learn to mix by weight. There's oh, okay. Two there's Wow, I've never heard that before. There's there's too many numbers and too much variance in there for me. Um and that's just me. I'm I'm old. I don't have time for this shit. Um understand that. I am old and set in my ways. I will own that. Yeah, well I'm I'm trying to find a faster way because I'm typically mixing right after, you know, the kids go down but before I sit down on the couch with the wife for the night. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm always trying to find a faster way. Um, and in pipette pumps, I really like my pipette pumps because, I mean, I have some pipettes that will hold 10 mil and I have some that will measure 1 mil. And those ones that measure 1 mil, they're accurate down to a tenth of a mil. So... That those are very, very, very accurate, and I like them a lot. Graduated cylinders okay, for me now. Typically, how big yeah. of a batch are you making? One hundred and twenty milliliters is usually my biggest. Okay. Um, do you mix like ten milliliters? I'm, I'm still searching. My my wife and I both uh, vape, and we have very different tastes. So I'm still searching for that. You know couple that I can make a big batch for each of us, but haven't quite found it yet. Well, because graduated cylinders might help you immensely. Okay. Yeah, and Kimmer's got those too, yeah, by the I'll, way. I'll have to try that. Well, Kimmer's got those too, so when you send me an email, um, you might want to use your store credit and get you some graduated cylinders to try playing around with those and see if you like them. Yeah, I'll do that. Well, the natives are getting restless over here. Uh, they want to go outside. So um, if I could leave you with this and then maybe just let me keep listening through my phone, uh, but take me off air. Um, talking about steeping, I hear a lot of people using magnetic mixers and a lot of people using ultrasonic heaters. You know, maybe talk about is that, is that good? Does it work? Is it better just to put it in a cupboard for two weeks? I use an ultrasonic. Um, I never use the heat in mine. I put warm water. Okay. I put warm water in mine when I start it, only because my hands don't like dealing with cold things. Um, but mine is more um, steeping, and it really depends on on who you ask. Um, steeping is pretty much a misnomer. Um, all you're really doing is allowing those flavor particles to mix together completely. Um, I have bad hands, and I have a problem shaking bottles. Um, my hands tend to let go of that bottle, and it might be in the other room. Um, so I give mine a quick shake, and I stick them in the ultrasonic solely to have it help me do a lot of the the mixing and the shaking. Um, and okay. so magnetic stirs, um, you know, there are people that like them and they swear by them. I'm not adding metal to my juice to turn around and have to take it back out. 
I I really think that we're going to find out that the compounds and a lot of our juices um, react differently to different things. I think heat is going to be one of those things. I think metal is going to be another one of those things. Um, the biggest thing with people going to glass bottles, it wasn't so that they could be all boutique They went to glass bottles because they really thought that their e-liquids were, were picking up the plastic taste in the bottles. Oh, I got you. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I mean, there was something to the glass thing. I am not a fan of glass bottles and eyedroppers. I really am not. I think it's a complete and total pain in the ass when I go to refill a tank of any kind because now we just have to have someplace else to set one more damn thing down. Um, yes, I hate that. Yeah, it, it makes me crazy. I'm not a fan of them at all. Um, when I'm at home, I love them. But if I'm going somewhere, if I'm going to camp... I don't take any glass dropper bottles to camp with me because all this shit's getting thrown in my purse. I put my stuff in 30 mil needle tip bottles and that's what I go with, you know. Um, So, but I do understand what they were saying about the glass um, keeping their flavors truer. Um, There's a lot to be said for that. But as far as steeping... A lot of times, like my banana milkshake, if I put my banana milkshake in, in the ultrasonic for 30 minutes, it tastes like I've left it sitting out, like it's been sitting someplace for a week. Um, because it really? lets all okay, those flavors. So it is worth getting one then. Yeah, um, I really like mine. But now, like I said, mine is more used for mixing than than what most people would consider steeping. If you're making tobaccos, nothing in the world that's out there is going to make a tobacco taste like a tobacco does when it sets for two weeks. Tobacco flavorings really need time. It's just the nature of the beast with tobaccos. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll get into those when I feel a little more comfortable with what I'm doing. Yep. So... Perfect. Well, I think that's all I got. Thank you for all the time. I really appreciate it. You're most welcome. I will. I will stick you back on hold now. Okay. So you can go let the children uh, run. Email you or instant message you. Okay. Make sure you get a hold of me. I will for sure. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Have a good one. So there's that, guys. Oh, and Joe in chat says he uses his magic bullet to mix e-liquid with. You know what, Joe? I had never even thought of that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not into you know, and and I have said this over and over and over again. Um Dr. Kissler was on here and he and Kurt had said he doesn't and he doesn't put any stock or faith in this whole steeping thing. Um I do know that there is stuff out there, and I have a couple of recipes in mind that nothing short of time makes them be what they're supposed to be. Now, to follow that up, I have to tell you people this, and I say this all the time, okay? If I make up a recipe, and I sit here, and I get thoughts going through my head, and and I will be at camp or I will be doing the show and talking to people and something goes through my head and I'm like, oh, that would be a really good vape. And I have to write it down then. Okay. Now, if I make something because I had this plan in my head, 
and I mix it up and I try it out and it sucks. I throw it away. I'm sorry, guys. I do not leave that bottle set around for a week to try it again. I sure as hell don't leave it set around for two weeks or a month to try it again. If it sucks, it sucks. There is no amount of time that is going to take something that sucks and make it not suck. Okay? I'm just telling you. There is a difference between something being, oh, okay, this is vapable, and something that sucks. We all have made what Margot calls dirt. My friend Margot, who's in the chat, managed to make a vape one time that she calls dirt. She says it tastes like dirt. There's another friend of mine that is sitting in chat that has said that she made motor oil one time. So, no matter how long you've been DIYing, fails happen. Oh, Margo says now that it wasn't dirt, it was miracle miracle grow potting soil. So, chemical dirt is what she's saying. Yeah. So... I will tell you that we all have had epic fails. And it happens. But, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. You have to do things that you wouldn't typically do. Because sometimes things like one drop of jasmine per 10 mil of lemon cookie turn out to be all win. And then sometimes things turn out to be epic fails, kind of like rose candy. Because I got to tell you, rose candy is fucking horrible. Horrible. It's kind of like you're vaping your grandma before she goes out for bingo. Horrible. 978. Hi, who's this? Hey, Jeannie, it's Jay. Hi, Jay. How are you? How's it going? It's good. Guess who called me? Uh, one guess. Um... Stanley. Yes. I'm trying to take off speakerphone. Hold on. <laughs> Hello? Hello. Why did you have me on speakerphone? Uh, because my ear was getting sweaty. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, I still have a speakerphone, but if you can hear me fine, then I'm good. I can hear you fine. Okay. Then we're good. Oh. We were trying to talk oh. Stanley into doing a parody of Stanton Glance, and I think you're going to have to explain to Stanley who Stanton Glance is. 
I think he knows. I think the problem there would be that Stanton Glance is a little too nuanced a character. Other than the hair. You know, I mean, he's just he's just a jerk face. I, I, he doesn't really have uh, any any moves or anything that that you can really turn a caricature into. You know. Well, he looks like he ate all of the cloud chasers. Is he a big man? Yes. I didn't think he was a big man. He is now. It's probably because he quit smoking. Well, that might be. <laughs> oh, I just got a PM. Have you had any experience with the colorless Lorraine's banana cream? Um, no, I have not. I have not had any experience at all with the Lorraine's banana cream. And every time I say Lorange, Upstomp cringes. Um, Upstomp, yep. Upstomp is not a fan of Lorraine's at all. But I have to tell you, I am also a fan of their banana cream because it tastes like banana runs candy and I like it. So I still vape it. And that's fine. I, I won't make fun of you publicly. Well, you could make fun of me publicly. <laughs> you make fun of me privately, so why would I care if you made fun of me publicly? I am good to make fun of. I, I, no, don't, get all, I don't get all bent out of shape about it. Um, well, privately, privately just feels better. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, and, and I am pretty sure that Loran's banana cream... Is probably got diacetyl in it. And if it doesn't have diacetyl in it, I'm pretty sure it's probably got a pile of AP in it. And and I'm okay with that because um it's it's a flavor that I really like and I've been vaping it for five and a half years and and I don't it's not my all day vape anymore. You should be proud of that one, Jay. That's fine, um, but I will say that uh, TFA's banana cream, or the original banana cream, mm-hmm. was, uh, I think, the highest in AP of any of their flavors. It was? Um, but they, Yes, it was. It was uh, equal to or less than 10% of the flavoring, which uh, it was definitely, um, I think, the highest level of any of their flavorings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did release a DX version, which is... Uh, uses butyric acid in lieu of the AP. Uh, so maybe you could check that out. Oh, maybe I could. I, yeah. You know what? As a matter of fact, uh, if, if Kimmer's got it, I will try it out because Kimmer called me the other day and informed me that I was a nightmare on her bookkeeping. <laughs> Apparently, I still have store credit at one stop that I haven't used. Apparently. I'll use it. <laughs> You can use it. I know, you, I know you're all hot to trot on the flavor art, and so am I, <clears throat> Niagara, as you're driving in your car listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, oh, and hi, Ed the Green, but, who's driving in his car. Hi, Ed. <laughs> oh, but, yep, of course, my man crush, Ed. How's it going, bud? He was um, shooting an address so had, the other day. What's that? He was shooting an address the other day. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, in a really shitty shooting stance, too, by the way. Um yeah, Uncle Dagger was playing something on Inside Vaping, and right after that, came a video started to autoplay on Dagger's screen, and it was and it was Ed at the shooting range, and yeah. Ed was standing facing the target, spread legs facing the target, in the widest shooting stance I've ever seen in my entire life, and he looked like he was wearing a dress. <laughs> and so he swears, a, yeah, regular. 
he he swears up and down he was wearing shorts. I'm telling you, he was wearing a skirt. So, well, you know what? If there's ever a time for a man to wear a skirt, it's at the range with a firearm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that is true. Because how many people would fuck with a guy at the range with a loaded gun? But yeah, Ed, exactly. don't Ed, don't go shooting in a skirt anymore. Okay, just saying, and get a better stance. <laughs> Ed, Ed, I. I uh, I will caveat Jeannie's statement by saying it depends on what you're shooting. Um, if you're shooting a 45, then so be it. No, Joe McManus in chat is saying it was a kilt. Get it right. It was not a kilt. It was a damn black skirt. And now that I've made Ed the Green wreck his car. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will. Um, and... And I told Kimmer when I was talking to her, I'm like, well, you know, there's a bunch of uh, TFA stuff that I needed, and I'm out of Arnold Palmer, so I really needed to order stuff anyway. And she's like, use your damn store credit. And so Kimmer actually said, damn. Um, so, yeah, I made Kimmer swear, which which is not easy to do. It's really I'm not. I'm sorry, she said. She said, damn. That's not a real swear. Come on. That's, For that's, Kimmer, that's it the... is. That's a nickel swear. That's yeah, but not, for Kimmer, a... for Kimmer, that's you know, Kimmer says "damn" a lot less than than I say anything. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but you know, I'm I, that one's never going to be out of my vocabulary. It is if like grandkids are present for quite a while, you know. No, I hear you. I hear you. But you know, when you or I do a show, that's. You know, we don't have our kids around. Yeah, they're not here, so it doesn't matter. Oh, my God. Bernie and I would started... love Desert Eagle in 357. Yeah, hello, That's Kitty. In a... <laughs> That's cute. Um, so, I told you Paul bought me a greenhouse, right? I believe you've mentioned it, yes. Yeah, well, well, one of the guys that works with Paul, there's only three of them, Blew out his knee. So Paul is working his typical 60 hours plus, you know, he's on top of that. So Bernie and I go over there and we're going to start taking this thing down. But of course, to take this thing down, we have to get emptied out first. And part of the deal with this greenhouse was that you got everything that's in it. Now, I only got a 30 foot section of this greenhouse because this greenhouse was 100 foot long. Thankfully, somebody mm-hmm. else wanted the other 70 feet of it. I'm telling you, you know, when Paul said it's 22 by 30, I didn't really think much of that until I got there. This thing is fucking huge. Yeah, that's that's a good space to fill. Absolutely. That's uh, almost the set. No, that's, that's actually a little bit larger than my lab. It's fucking huge this the center of this thing is 16 foot high mm-hmm. it's fucking huge and i'm like holy christ i could grow enough vegetables in this thing to like feed half of this town mm-hmm. well well you add i hydro, add hydroponics to that and you'll have you know you can have shelves and shelves of vegetables yeah no shit no shit mm-hmm. i'm like 
what the hell am I going to fill? And so now, so now like I've adjusted the plan, you know, I was going to have everything and it was going to be hydroponic and then, and I was going to have my white perch tanks and then I'm going to have this pond that I'm going to do the, the duckweed in to feed the perch and blah, 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 blah. And, and now I get Mike, over there. Mike, Michael says you could grow an apple in there. Yeah, and I, all, all I could think of was, all I could think of was, um, you could put your weed in here, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I am going to um, put a lemon tree in it and see if I can't grow lemons in Potter County, Pennsylvania. Um, that'll be that would, first. That would be impressive. Lemons, oranges, you know, all that stuff. Peaches, yeah. even. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna try it and find out. But so now I've I've decided that okay, well, you know, one corner of it I am going to um, rototill the dirt and I'm going to have a place to do root vegetables because root vegetables in hydroponics don't necessarily work out well. You know what I want I want you to I want I want you to do a pineapple tree because I've been on this serious pina colada kick this summer. <laughs> See, and I can't you know what? I cannot vape a pina colada flavor and I can't drink pina coladas. See, I love pina coladas. I always have. I've just loved the mixture of pineapple and coconut. I think it's a match made in heaven, but it does not translate to vape at all. And the problem is the pineapple. I getting am... a good, getting a fresh tasting pineapple, like a natural tasting pineapple, is impossible. I am, um, you know. And again, I said the same thing about coffee, but we all know what happened there. It's yeah, we know what happened there. How's your car? How's my car? What does that have to do with pineapple? Didn't you, or didn't you get? Oh, oh, the the, the, the coffee caramel, flavor. The, yeah, episode. TPA caramel cappuccino in your car. Yeah, um, no, it wasn't my car. It was it was in the mail. I got it, it like bursted open in the mail. Bursted, and, uh, bursted, it, it bursted, it burst. In no, the no, mail. no. Say bursted one more time, please, because the show is being recorded. Bursted. Okay, thank you. It done. It done bursted. Okay. In the mail, and I got some of it on my hands, obviously, when I was taking it out of the package, and then literally six hours later, after a shower, mind you, after a shower, I went. I drove up to New Hampshire, you know, a good hour drive. Went into the liquor store up there because that's what people from Massachusetts do in New Hampshire. Um, walked up to the counter to pay for my liquor. They don't have liquor stores in Massachusetts. Oh, they do, but okay. they're expensive because of, you know, okay. it's Massachusetts. All right, I was just checking. Um, so I walk up to the to the counter, and she immediately looks at me and asks, are they brewing coffee back there? <laughs> and this is literally six hours after I had handled the package and taken a shower. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit of an incident. Yeah, it's, and it's hellaciously in- strong stuff. This, that's a perfect instance of where you do want to measure in drops. <laughs> it's it's hellaciously strong stuff. Um, and people have sent me messages thinking that I was bullshitting when I said, you know, I walked in the post office one day and I said, oh, it smells good in here. And the postmaster looks at me and says, Jeannie, did you order coffee? I think the package might be damaged. I said, mm-hmm. what? And he hands me a large flat rate box in I look at the label and it's from Kimmer and it just reeks of coffee and I'm like no this is flavoring and he's like well I don't see anything that's leaked in the box and I went mm, 
no, you probably won't. And yeah. it was it was uh, TPA uh, caramel cappuccino, and um, you know when I opened the thing up, Kimmer had it in a Ziploc bag, in a Ziploc bag, and then the flavorings, bottles of flavoring were in another Ziploc bag. Uh, yeah, no, it is it is just really really super strong stuff. Um, and now when I get that stuff, I mix it in equal parts of PG. So that when I store it in my mixing cupboard, that the whole mixing cupboard doesn't smell like TPA right. caramel cappuccino. Yep. There, there was a flavoring I used to do that with. I can't remember for the life of me what it was. Um, it's obviously not anything I use anymore. Um, but, yeah, I, I, used to, I used to mix down certain flavorings. Oh, yeah. Oh, and for just, the record? Just, just so that you could, you could use, you know, use a measuring device instead of drops to, to measure it. Um, and and for the record, when you get the flavor art library, try the honey. Yeah, I, I pinged Niagara. Uh, what was it yesterday or the day before um, to see where my my shipment is, and he's he's checking on it for me because I am itching to get that new line released uh, yeah. in the next couple of months. So yeah, the honey, um, and I put it in that marzipan mix that I came up with. And I said, well, we're going to find out if this honey is like all other honeys and um, where it may taste good to me, but it's going to smell like nasty feet to everybody else. Gets me kicked out of camp or not. And actually, everybody that was anywhere near me said, ooh, that smells really good, like candy. Mm. So, either everybody that is... Everybody that's been around me has broken noses, or um, their honey does not smell like feet to everybody else. Or cat pee. Yes, Lucy says it doesn't smell like cat pee. No, Lucy. Um, it really, truly tastes like honey, and um, I haven't offended anybody with that flavor yet. So, play with that one, Jay. It's fun. I will. I will. I definitely will. Uh, all the honeys that I've used to this point, I haven't come across the Cat P1 yet, um, but I am aware of it. Uh, but they all smell extremely floral to me, and I try to avoid floral vapes as much as I can. Are you still there? Yep. Are you? I was vaping, so because you were talking, and then you stopped talking while I was in the middle of vaping, and you're not supposed to do that. I'm sorry, I'm vaping too. <laughs> Mashed potatoes. Cloud chasing. Cloud chasing, in fact. <clears throat> With a mouthful of mashed potatoes. Mouth. Yep. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, that's so sweet. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> um. No, I, I, I absolutely adore uh, the Velocity from uh, Dino and Cisco. I absolutely love this thing. It's a brilliant piece of hardware. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a mar- I don't have a Velocity. Um, I have a Marquee, and I really like that, too. So, I didn't, on, I didn't get on that one, um, but the Velocity just seemed like a no-brainer to me because uh, I, I was in the I was in the market for a dripper and, you know, something because I'm not, I'm not a huge dripper. But I wanted to have something available, uh, and this thing just seemed like it was right up my alley because it's easy to build on. It's got a lot of uh, a lot of options as far as airflow. 
it just seemed like a no-brainer to me. So um, I, I do agree um, that I agree with Dagger and Ed. Um, they should have called it the emoji. Why? It's got a face on it. Oh, I get it. Yep. It really does. I mean, if they'd have called that thing the emoji, everybody would have went, oh, yeah, I see that. But, you know, I mean, and, and here's the thing. And when you take somebody that has been in the vaping industry as long as either one of those two, let alone yeah. the two of them together, hmm. they're not going to design crap. No, and, they, and they've and they got the track record to back that up. Yeah. You know, everything that they've put out has been stellar. Yeah. Um, I, I was talking to a vendor that I visited uh, yesterday, and I won't, I won't name products, but uh, he was complaining about a very, very popular RDA and how disappointed he was when he, when he got it. And this was an original. This was not a clone. He actually had to send it out to a jeweler to have it deburred. Oh, wow. And you would never hear of anything like that coming out of uh, Cisco and Dino. You would well, never hear of it. No, and I mean, in here, to be perfectly honest, Dino and Effie put every single one of them together yep. in, in their hands. So, you know, yay for Effie. Effie doesn't ever get any credit. Hi, Effie. Um, but, you know, I mean, they're constantly... Dino's like, what am I doing tonight? This is what I'm doing. And there are just tables full of parts that he's, you know, they're right. they're putting stuff together. Um, Cisco, Cisco put up a post the other day, um, somebody with a really low serial number velocity um, has it listed on eBay and the starting price on it was $255. I saw that. I saw that post. Um, it, it, it drives me nuts because they're not done. They're not done selling it. I know. So why are people paying that much for a, a, an original RDA that is not out of production? Yeah, they're still being made. And yeah, and and when they post it to the site, it's not like it sells out in seconds. You know, like like some of this other crap. Um, you know, they put enough up so that whoever wants one can get one. I don't understand why anybody's overpaying for this unit. Well, and Cisco put but, a post up, and I put right underneath there, and I said, as much as I love both of you, I ain't paying that kind of shit. No. I, <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, he's thinking, you know what? They're about to release, uh, they're about to release another another round. I'll sell mine for, two, you know, 250 bucks, and then buy another one, <laughs> you know? It, it. I don't know. It just really. Do you remember when? Oh fuck! What? I re I remember fuck, but I'm married, so it's been a while. Okay. Um. Well, that's because the last time you did that, you gave her twins, you bastard. Um. <laughs> what the hell was it? Cobra? It was Cobra. a Jenny. Was it the Cobra? Well, I remember uh, when Jennies did, were all the hot. Did they I came out and they were the, heat? They heat treated them so it was rainbow colored. I remember even before that. What was the what was the Jenny that was all the rage? What was that? Oh, I, ha I have one. Um, 
not the pure, but the original ones. Um, I forget the name of them. I I really think it was called the Cobra. I think that's what the hell the name of this was. And I wanted one of these things bad because it was all heat treated and rainbow colored. And then I looked at the price and I'm like, $175? Are you fucking insane? Yep. Yeah, when the when the Jennies were the rage, it was it was a crazy time. It was a crazy time. A lot of a lot of flippers. Um, that was really the only way to get some of these. Was to buy them from flippers. So you're paying four hundred bucks for a mod that costs you know probably fifty bucks to manufacture, probably a hundred and twenty bucks retail, something like that. Yeah, Flitzy uh, was talking. For- Flitzy was talking the other night because Flitzy just got back from VaporCon West. And Flitzy was talking, and he's like, you know, there really wasn't much new on the the gear aspect of things. He said, you know, there was all kinds of new juice companies that I've never heard of. He said, but, you know, there really isn't, you know, that he had seen. Um, do you remember the guy that made the original NES controller mod? He, oh. He's got one out now with the DNA 200 in it. And, of course, you know, I mean, BSP, who is not a fan of Evolve at all, I I, I still love BSP, but, you know, me, I'm like a major fangirl of Evolve stuff. I'm all about regulated power. Um, I'm a smart enough dumbass to know that I need regulated power to keep me from doing something stupid and hurting my own dumbass. Um, But Flitzy said, you know, that was really all he saw new. And I got to thinking about it. I said, well, you know realistically we have kind of topped out on the the gear aspect of things as far as devices you know um there's only so many ways you can build a mech mod it's it's a battery tube you know there's there's only so many ways you can build a battery tube and yeah but it and then but with, it was a dollar market for quite some time yeah. i mean it's only now really starting to kind of wane a bit um but it's i mean that's the vaping market now is it's all about marketing it's all about social media presence it has nothing to do with actual functionality well and then you know even on the wattage side of things even if you're going to the to the other side um the light side i'm going to call you know one light side and dark side i'm going to pick regular power so is the We've even topped out on that because we're already using, you know, I mean, we've already got shit out there that are stupid, crazy wattages. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I've got a DNA 200 in my hand. You know what it's set on? 11.2 uh, watts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do my next, my next, uh, American-made mod will be a DNA 200. I'm still. I'm just waiting for them to be, you know, to be in the configuration that I want. Um, but that's it. I mean, that's it. Other than that, you know, I'm I'm at the point now where China has kind of caught up. They're making some really stellar, wat, you know, variable wattage and temp control mods, and I'll be fine with that. Um, so you know, I'm done. I, I I used to be the biggest Proberry fan in the world, but at this point, uh, if I can pay fifty or sixty bucks for a mod that's going to last me the six months to a year, 
I'm, I'm fine doing that because all my mods, whether they're American-made or not, tend to last me six, six months to a year until the switch goes bad. <clears throat> you seriously tear always, shit up that fast? Yeah, I, it, because I tend not to... I tend not to have like eight mods going at once. I tend to have one or two mods that I use day to day, and that's it. And switches are only rated for so many presses, uh, so they just they just go bad. So I'm gonna I'm gonna spend the the fifty or sixty bucks for fully integrated mods from China, for the most part. Um, the DNA two hundred obviously being the exception because I am extremely interested in temp control, and so far China has been lacking. See, I have two OPSDs sitting here that need new buttons put in them. They're still usable, but they do need new buttons because the switches are going bad on them. Oh, somebody posted a question in chat. Who was that? Oh, Jason. Jason says, what do I and my guests use to test flavors with? Um, Oh, would it be drippers or? Yeah. I usually, and here's the funny thing. Um. Up until I got my marquee, I used to test flavors a lot of the time in, I have an Igo L. And that Igo L was what I tested flavors in because it was just really easy to re-wick, to clean out mm-hmm. and re-wick. And that's why I used that. Now, for a really, really long time, I was testing flavors in a 510 atomizer. And after that, I started using the Kanger um, bottom coil cartomizers um, because mm-hmm. I used to gut them. Um, with that bottom coil cartomizer, you can pull out all of that batting and you can pull out that center tube and you can drip on them just like a dripping addy. And, yep. and if I got a flavor stuck in it that didn't want to blow out, well, shit, it was a cartomizer. I paid, you know, seven ninety nine for a box of five. Fuck it. Throw it away. And mm-hmm. then Rebuildables came out. Now, I have tweaked a recipe because I've decided, oh, I really like this recipe. And I started using it in my Nautiluses and stuff. And I needed to up the flavoring um, in it to get it to taste the same in a tank that it did dripping it. So, but yeah, for a long time, um, when I'm testing single flavors, I use uh, Rebuildable now with... um, cotton wicking in it because it's just easy to change what about you um i i run the gamut um typically when i'm developing a new flavor nowadays i do one in 60 40 pg vg and then i'll do another batch in 70 30 vg pg um and i'll test the high vg in the dripper and i'll test the the high pg in a, a nautilus um and that works out pretty well. Uh, and what I've found over the years is that v- adjusting PGVG doesn't necessarily mean you have to adjust the flavoring percentage, but it, but the higher VG juice does require more steep time. That's the only difference I've found. Um, and obviously, if, if you're using alcohol-based flavorings, you, that's really not well designed for a uh, dripper or sub ohm at any stretch because the, the, the alcohol in the flavoring does come across in the vape um, when, you're, when you're doing sub ohm. Uh, it's pretty harsh. 
Um, I am here to tell you, somebody just stuck the link to the E-Leaf iStick 100 watt into chat. It's like 35 bucks. Um, I have to tell you people, you need to understand something. Look at this thing, and when you're looking at it, if you think it's going to be little like the iStick 20, um, I have a feeling this thing is way bigger than the iStick 50. And the reason I say that is, if you look at that battery compartment, this thing is a dual 18650 device. Now, understand that that battery compartment is going to hold two 18650 batteries. Yeah, this thing's going to be the size of it, like an IPv4 or, uh, you know, one of the Segelli 150-watt type devices. It's it's not going to be the size, certainly not the size of an, uh, an iStick 20 or 30, um, probably about the width of the iStick 50-watt, but a lot taller. Yeah, because this, it does, yeah. Because when you look at the picture, you're like, oh, look, another iStick. And then I'm like, wait a minute, 100 watts. What kind of batteries does this take? And I scroll down, and it says it's a dual 18650. And I'm like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. And, and Joe, Joe says uh, the iStick 50 uses two 18650s. That may be the case. Uh, however, if you look at the picture of the iStick 100 watt, that uh, just the, the aspect ratio of the device for lack of a better term, uh, clearly shows that it's going to it's going to be taller than the the uh, iStick fifty. Yeah, because the iStick fifty almost looks like a perfect square. It's actually right. the iStick fifty is okay. Well, it might you know, it's not going to be little kids. It's all I'm telling you. It's, just, it's not going to be small. Oh. And you know what? A lot of these box mods that are out nowadays, uh, you know, I'm generalizing, but a lot of them are extremely boxy. This one looks like it has some nice curves to it. It's going to be a lot more comfortable in your hand. So I'm not, I'm not by any stretch saying that this is something that should be avoided. I mean, I think the iStick at this point is pretty well proven technology. Oh yeah, um, and here I'll tell you my only bitch about the iStick. Okay, here's my bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, the new vapor that was here today, I tried to send him out the door with one of my iStick 20s. And guess what? Whoa. No atomizer. No atomizer. No atomizer. They need to make a reliable fucking pin. But, now, I, I will follow that up with saying, for what I paid for them, what do I give, what do I care if they only lasted six months to a year mm-hmm. so you know i follow it up with that but it still doesn't not annoy me that the pins suck yeah and that's fine i mean like i said on with in my experience the way i vape the way i tend to vape the switches tend to go on my devices the iStick included just this week the my iStick 50 watt has started to go did you let um, your wife use it no, <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> um, no, but the, the 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 switch just all of a sudden started kind of rapid firing, so it'll all of a sudden like go into the menu system while I'm using it, uh, that kind of thing, and that's pretty common across all the devices that I use. Like my my all my Proveries end up doing that after a period of time. Usually the Proveries like around the two year mark, they'll start to do that, um, and certainly the China mods will do that. Um, 
So I'm just I'm just waiting for this uh, this Evic VT to start doing it to me. But uh, I, I have a feeling I'll probably get another couple months out of this. Yeah, um, and you know what? My eye sticks worked fine until I put a full-size Nautilus tank on them. When I put a full-size Nautilus tank on them, I realized that I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. My phone's going off. Sorry. That's okay. Well, I don't know why my phone's going off. I thought I had it muted. Apparently not. My my phone is playing Pink Floyd money. <laughs> yes, my ringtones are Pink Floyd, people, in case you didn't notice. No, I can't hear a thing. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Okay. And it was somebody with a question about what flavor I said from TFA that I would never be without. And it's vanilla swirl. Banana swirl? Vanilla. Vanilla swirl. Okay, yeah. yes. No, that's a good one. That's a, that's a staple. Yep. Um, I and use that AP, a lot of stuff. Sorry, I'm still looking at the sea leaf. And every time I look at it, I'm thinking, holy shit. But, I mean, you know, it's 100 watts for 35 bucks, so there's that. Yeah, there's there's that. Um, I don't know who this vapingcheap.com is. I, I assume that's got to be China, right? I don't know. It doesn't say fast shit. Fast tech. It doesn't. So I don't know. But, I mean, the 50-watt suited me fine. Uh, even when I'm doing sub-ohm stuff, I tend to vape between 40 and 50 watts. So I don't oh. know what the 100-watt give me. That's funny. Howard Petty says, Jeannie, you're forgetting when we all had to pull up the pin on a regular basis. Um, Howard, um, I did that with my very first mod ever. And finally somebody said to me, Jeannie, stop cranking shit down on there as tight as you can. And I said, oh, okay. And they said, and if that happens, um, how about you lower the pin on whatever piece of shit you're screwing on top of there that probably cost you less than $20 versus fucking around with the pin on the expensive mod? At which point a light bulb went off in my head and I thought, yeah, why am I jacking with the device? Yeah, but nowadays most stuff has a floating floating center pin anyway. So either yep. on the hardware or on the device itself. I am, um, and and that device, by the way, was my silver vein, silver bullet that I still have, and it's still. If I put a battery in that device that has a charge in it, and I put something on top, and I hit the button, the damn thing works. I finally did send that in. Uh, Val had to give me a hard time about it. Val is like, Jeannie, send that in and get it fixed. I'm like, yeah, I know. But every time I go to put it in a package, I'm like, but, 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 but what if I need it? And she's like, what do you mean? What if you fucking need it? How many do you have? I said, how many? I said, how many what? And she goes, how many silver bullets do you have? And I'm like, um, four. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think I have four. I, I mean, I haven't looked at them in a while, but I, I think I have yeah. four or five. Yeah, Val Val called me to the carpet on that one. Um, yeah, I had four of them at the time. So, yeah, the, the odds that I was going to have to have. 90 seconds. Oh, shut up, British lady. Um, the odds that I was going to have to have that one were pretty low. But, you know, I mean, I guess it was separation anxiety. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, those are those are collector's items at this point, especially all the all the special edition colors that they had at the time, and the fact that they still work. You can you can sub them on those motherfuckers. Yeah. They and those things they those just things work. were and and manufactured in sixty what, seconds. She'll shut up in a minute. I I actually don't hear it because I'm on the phone. Oh yeah, I hear it. She's yelling in my ear. 90 yeah. seconds, 60 seconds. Just shut up already, lady. Um, and by the way, um, just for posterity's sake, I, it's not British women that annoy me. It is this specific one. <laughs> I happen to really appreciate British accents. This bitch just annoys me. Um, you know... Like so, Russ's girlfriend, Russ's English girlfriend on Friends. Oh, yeah. Um, you remember her? She yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Sorry. Excuse I, um, my bourbon. I dropped... Ten seconds. I was, I don't know, out mowing the yard or something and whatever, and I got off the lawnmower and I ran in the house to do something and I stuck my silver bullet in my back pocket. And um, I had to go somewhere. And I went out and I got in the car and I started backing out of the driveway. And I'm like, oh, shit, my mod. And I reached in my back pocket to get it out of my back pocket, and it wasn't there. And I'm like, oh, no, where'd it go? And I threw the car in park, and I get out of the car. And do you know my silver bullet had fallen out of my back pocket when I went to get in the car? And I had run over it in my driveway. And, I remember this. Yeah, and I picked it up and hit the button, and it worked. So, you know, that's that's the nice thing about a silver bullet is chances are you're not going to be able to do much of anything to the son of a bitch that makes it not work. Um, yeah, and they, I have, they've always, yeah, I still have four. Work. I love them. Um, when yeah. days when my hands are really bugging me, um, when my hands really hurt, fine motor skills suffer. Mm -hmm. So having something the size of my silver bullet with that big button actually is a bonus for me right. um and but most of the time now i do have to say that you know my silver bullets when i'm using them have a kick in them um i i just stick a kick in there because i like regulated power yeah i i don't see myself ever going back to mechanical for any reason uh, i mean obviously those silver bullets that i have stowed away you know those are vapocalypse proof um you know when the band hammer comes down you know, those will likely come out at some point. Um, but for now, you know, every, everything that I have is, is regulated, everything that I use. Yeah, and and somebody said I invoked the wrath of Altwife. Um, no, it wasn't I invoked the wrath of Altwife. Altwife knew that um, my silver bullet needed a new pin in it, and she kept telling me, send it in, chat will fix it. Here's the address. And what happened was Chad kept telling me that I couldn't pay him to fix it. And mm -hmm. so I kept saying to Chad, no, really, how much is it to replace that? And he wouldn't tell me. So yeah, I, they're not going to 
yeah, when I finally sent it in, I stuck a $20 bill in the envelope. <laughs> yep. No, that's 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 how they are. That's how Chad, Rob, and, and Val have always been. Um, I'm still pissed at Rob and Val, though, because they have yet to make it to an NEV meet, and they still come to Boston on a regular basis. I don't see why we can't all hook up. Yeah, you're like, he married into Boston. He has to come. Right, right. And we always we always had a freaking blast, like those first six months or whatever, you know, that we all started hanging out, you know, Rob would come out pretty much every meet, you know, with Val. Um, and we always had a great time. And then all of a sudden, nope, nope, can't do it. Well, and now we're selling water and I don't get any fucking money out of that. Yeah, well, they haven't, they haven't been to, they haven't been to a VaporCon since they got married. So, you know, this, this married life has mellowed them both out. You know, and then the other day, Val's posting a picture of poor Rob sleeping on the floor with the dog. Mm-hmm. Sammy just needed the company. Poor, poor Sammy. Val, Val just, poor Sammy. Val is constantly shaming poor Sammy. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty funny that, that Sammy is so bad that Sammy built, you know, Sammy's got her own Facebook page to talk about all <laughs> the bad stuff she does. I think that Sammy gets out of the fence and and runs away just so that Val has to go out in public in her pajama pants. <laughs> yeah, it sounds sounds like my wife's situation actually. Yeah. Mike says they live five miles from him. He doesn't get to see him. Well, Mike, just too bad. Join there. You can join the rest of us that are pouting because we don't see Val and Rob. They became old married people. Don't yep. tell Val and I said th- that because she'll kick my fucking ass. I think they're still pissed at me because I didn't show up to their wedding. You know, if they had gotten married now, I'd be able to do that because I quit my day job. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I said now I'd be able to do that. If they had gotten married now, I'd be able to do that because I quit my day job. You quit your day job? Yes. Last week? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Friday. Last Friday was my last day. Because they overpaid you or because the guy was an asshole? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm, ju- I'm doing juice uh, full-time now. So you're going to suck less at marketing? I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay, yep, everybody, uh, go out I'm... and buy Hingham Hill. I'm just saying. Yes, every- Besides Please being really him. good juice, the owner sucks at marketing. <laughs> yeah, by Hingham Hill slash Upstomp, um, LJE Smokes. Uh, I'm, I'm working closely with Lineage Vapors. Uh, they've got, I think, four shops now uh, up here in New England. I'm working closely with them. We're going to do a big release uh, at the end of the month and uh, working with some other shops in the area, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the summer and and give it up give it my all and uh, if things aren't looking good by fall I'll uh, I'll go back to being a stupid data monkey. Well, you should have Jibba come up with a marketing plan for you because Jibba doesn't suck at marketing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and before anybody sends me hate mail, okay? Jay is the one that said he sucked at marketing. 
Yes, I suck at marketing. I suck at sales. I suck at marketing. But what I am good at is making juice, partnering with people. Oh well, you're pretty damn Part- good at making e-like with two there, dude. Well, yeah, that too. But I'm also very good at at just talking to retailers, understanding what their needs are, that kind of thing. Um, so what I'm what I'm focusing on now is just building those relationships with all the vape shops in the area uh, through advocacy because of, because I'm now the vice president of Mass Smoke Free, so I'm working through that. Um, you know, again, just partnering and and listening to the different retailers in the area and finding well, out what their needs are. Mike says you're going to need more nondescript plastic bottles. In case you didn't <laughs> know, Stanley was talking about your nondescript plastic bottles. And yeah, I was trying to think of the name rhetoric, and but Stanley had me laughing so fucking hard I could not even think of the name. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's rhetoric. I'm um, sitting here actually, with tears running down my face trying to talk. It's actually a phenomenal juice. I mean, I don't, I don't really age it for six months in nondescript plastic bottles. That's just rhetoric. That's the, it's bullshit. Um, and it's it's kind of a good natured dig at you know, the stuff that Five Ponds and some other folks have, have tried to pull. Um, but like I said, it's good-natured, and it's actually a pretty stellar freaking juice. So. I haven't tried that one. No, it's it's relatively new. But uh, it will be released uh, at Lineage. It's available already at, at LJ's. Um, and, if yeah, you, and if you actually got me a package of Mutter's Milk... Um, sent out. Um, it, the post office lost it. Um, I believe I sent you some stuff over the last couple of months. Nope, the post office lost point. it. Mm. Well, we'll have to remedy that. Um, but Mutters isn't going to be on the list. Rhetoric's kind of taken over <coughs> as far as that flavor profile. Oh man, Mutters is good. It's really, really good. You can get mutters at LJ's. Uh, you absolutely can. Um, but rhetoric is kind of taken over. It's a similar profile. It's just a little bit more... Um, there's a little more interest going on in rhetoric than in mutters. It's similar, but not not the same. Okay, in keywords, they're not the same. Mm-hmm. Not the same. But the thing with Mutters was it was being marketed as like a creme brulee with a dash of cinnamon. Um, And the whole creme brulee freaking, you know, custard phase had already kind of worked its way out. Yeah, but Um, I I I guess maybe because it actually tasted like a creme brulee and not a custard. Especially if you come to an any. I came to an NEV meet, remember? I was at an NEV meet. I did a 16-hour train ride to get to an NEV meet. Oh, shit, my Skype just went dark. My episode has ended. Blog talk hung up on everybody. So, upstomp. Um, I did not hang up on you. Blog talk hung up on you. It's got this new wonderful timer feature. So, ladies and gentlemen, 
that is the end of this month's DIY show. And it ends on a note that upstart. You have no shows within the next 15 minutes. Please call back within 15 minutes of showtime. Thank you. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. Well, fuck, I've never heard that announcement before. <laughs> okay, so guys, we are out of here. Yeah, I know, that was, that was a, did that guy sound like he had a British voice? I don't think that guy sounded like he had a British voice, did he? No, but that really rude British bitch just hung up on me. Okay, we're out of here, guys. I'll see y'all next week.